In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis as Bitcoin price gets a new $25,000 target as the SEC decision day boosts in GBTC, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. And this just in, half of all the Bitcoin supply hasn't moved in two years. Quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, we're not freaking selling. Max also said back in 2013, I was trying to get the Palestinian Central Bank to switch to Bitcoin as a way to establish independence and freedom. If they had, their economy would be near the biggest in the region now. Preach. Also breaking news, the president of Madeira announces the launch of a Bitcoin business hub to foster local innovation. Bitcoin game theory in full effect. Also, the bombshell was dropped. Caroline Ellison revealed secret recording, a recording offering a trove of explosive revelations surrounding FTX. We'll also be discussing what happens if the SEC doesn't appeal the grayscale spot Bitcoin ETF ruling as the deadline is today. We'll also be discussing MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor predicting a spot Bitcoin ETF could increase the price of Bitcoin by 10 to 100x, bringing the price action to 270,000 to 2.7 million dollars per coin. I'm also going to be sharing with you Ethereum could explode by over 2100% hitting a target of $35,000 according to a $820 billion global bank. I'll be breaking down this report as well as a crypto analyst predicts the next Bitcoin cycle top at $135,000 as well as Mark Yusko predicts a parabolic blow off top coming for Bitcoin after $300 billion in institutional money arrives. In fact, I'll be breaking down his $300,000 Bitcoin price target, which he says should be arriving soon. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome, everyone just joining us. This is pod episode number 1430. I'm your host, JV, and today is October 13th, 2023. And so much going on in the crypto market today. So let's kick it off as we do with our market watch. As you can see here on Coin360, we got Bitcoin in the green, but barely, as some of the alts, such as BNB and Ethereum, are currently correcting and in the red. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com, we're currently sitting at $1.04 trillion as the market cap, with $26 billion in volume at the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance hovering around that 50% mark, with the ETH dominance at 17.7%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, Loom up a whopping 27%, trending above $0.27. Cents followed by Thorchain up about 11%, trading at $1.66, followed by Wu-Tang, just playing, followed by the Wu Network up 3%, trading just above $0.17. Cents. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, clearly Loom is leading that pack, again, up a whopping 27% for the week, and following is Rune up 8%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, one of my favorite indicators, shows we're currently rated a 44 in fear. Yesterday, 45. Last week, 50, which is neutral. And last month, a 41 in fear. So there you have it, fam. Massive shout out to everyone in the live chat. Let me know where you're 
tuning in from, and hopefully you're able to see my screen there. I just realized maybe you weren't, but nonetheless, welcome everyone just joining us. Now let's kick into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts and where the King Crypto is likely to go next shall we? Bitcoin ranged around the key 26,800 mark for a second day, October 13th, with a decision due in the United States regulators battle with crypto investment behemoth Grayscale. That's right. This is the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. We're all patiently awaiting for the results from the SEC and their chairman, Mr. No Clarity Gary, Gary Gensler. Now, data from Cointelegraph and TradingView confirmed the Bitcoin price action barely changed from the day prior, acting in a narrow corridor. Bit, uh, Bitcoin analysts weighted potential catalysts amongst these, the US SEC, choosing whether or not to appeal a court ruling over its refusal to allow a Bitcoin spot ETF. Quoting crypto analyst Mikhail Vende Pop, today is an important day with the SEC appeal on the grayscale ruling. If nothing happens, we might be seeing a case where Bitcoin reverses upwards in the coming weeks. I'm positioned long. Now, macro data prints were due to take a break following a series of releases throughout the week, which all showed inflation more persistent than market expectations had predicted. In summarizing possible Bitcoin price trajectory, crypto analyst Credible Crypto saw cause for modest optimism. Quoting him here, we have a very clear and seemingly controlled stair step down on the price here. Clear low time frame breakdowns, retests, and continuation. And we are behind equal lows right below us. So ideally, I'd like to see these cleaned up before a reversal. Considering we have bids stacked above and below us, a push to the local highs and to ask followed by a rejection and a sweep of our lows into the waiting bids and local deemed seem or demand seems like the perfect way to form a reversal right here. Let's see how things develop. And he shared that alongside this chart. And for fellow crypto analyst Dan Crypto Trades, he shared Bitcoin's liquidation map. The big zones are at 26 and a half thousand and 27,000 even would expect some sort of squeeze to occur at those areas. Now, here's what crypto analyst Rec Capital had to share. Bitcoin needs to reclaim at least one of these exponential moving averages as support to avoid a drop into the 25 or 26 thousand dollar region now regarding the sec and gbtc ahead of the appeal deadline grayscale's flagship investment fund the grayscale bitcoin trust continues to outperform the focus of the legal proceedings gbtc will end up as a spot etf that's the goal at least grayscale had said with an early victory from the firm seeing its fortunes turn around through quarter two october 11th a couple days ago gbtc hit its smallest discount in net asset value the bitcoin spot price since the December 2021. The discount technically a negative premium reached negative 16.44% before dipping slightly lower as per data from monitoring resource coin glass. So there you have it, fam. And as I point out here, half of the Bitcoin supply hasn't moved in two years. So where my long-term hodlers at? Make some noise in the live chat. And quoting the great Max Kaiser, we are not freaking selling. Tell them. And as Max points out here, back in 2013, and here's a tweet initially from May 12th of 2021, I was trying to get the Palestinian Central Bank to switch to Bitcoin as a way to establish independence and freedom. If they had, their economy would be near the biggest in the region now. So there you have it, fam. We all know Bitcoin equals peace and freedom and fiat money equals corruption, violence, and war. So there you have it. Now for our next breaking story of the day. 
Let's break this down. Just then, President of Madeira announces the launch of a Bitcoin business hub to foster local innovation. As Bitcoin game theory continues in full effect, the president of the regional government of Madeira, Miguel, has announced plans to create a Bitcoin business hub to drive the regional innovation. The statement was made during a fireside chat with Prince Philip of Serbia on the second day of the Bitcoin Amsterdam conference. Now, we all know uh, Prince Philip, also very bullish on Bitcoin. Now, this dude expressed interest interest in the new Bitcoin business hub, emphasizing its role in tech development and partnerships with, I guess, Albuquerque, if I'm pronouncing that right, I have no clue, noting that hub's origins in Madeira and its inclusive collaboration opportunities. And according to them, the idea for the Bitcoin business hub started with a group of hardworking professionals and is open to everyone who wants to collaborate. Madeira is autonomous region of oh, Portugal, good to note, that has embraced Bitcoin by implementing policies that exempt Bitcoin investors from paying personal income taxes in the region. So can Portugal potentially be next to adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender? What's your thoughts, fam? Here's a photo of Prince Philip along with this guy uh, from... Uh, Portugal talking about Bitcoin and how revolutionary it is. He commended Madeira's Bitcoin embrace as a forward-looking tech and a secure open protocol similar to the internet. And a known Bitcoin advocate and chief security officer of Jan3, uh, the Siberian prince lobbies global lawmakers on the advantages of national Bitcoin adoption. So that's pretty massive. Much respect. Which country do you feel will adopt Bitcoin next as a legal tender? Let me know your thoughts, fam, in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss some bombshells which were released, a secret recording between Caroline Ellison and FTX employees, which is being talked about all across social media. The bombshells have been released like crazy since Caroline has been testifying. The ongoing trial of former FTX CEO SBF has uncovered a series of explosive revelations in the form of testimonies from former key FTX and Alameda Research execs. The latest court proceedings on October 12th yesterday saw the former Alameda CEO, Caroline Ellison, testify for the third day, following which the jury was presented with a recording of a meeting she held with Alameda staffers November 9th of last year, just days before the collapse of the FTX empire. The meeting held in Hong Kong and joined by nearly half of Alameda's employees was a key moment. Ellison came clean about the ongoing scenario with the crypto exchange to her colleagues. This admission was accompanied, accompanied by explosive revelations about Alameda's financial relationship with FTX. Now, Cointelegraph obtained access to the secret recording. So here we go. We have a curated list of four striking elements it revealed. Number one, Alameda's bad investments led to the financial crisis at FTX. The first and most crucial revelation came early in the meeting when Ellison revealed Alameda borrowed money from FTX for a year, and she admitted Alameda made several illiquid investments using the borrowed funds. So they were basically stealing your crypto in the form of a loan. Due to the market downturn, Alameda's loan positions were called in, creating a shortfall in FTX's balance sheet. Here's an excerpt from the discussion. Most of Alameda's loans got called in in order to meet those loan recalls. We ended up borrowing a bunch of funds on FTX, which led to FTX having a shortfall in user funds. And so with that, uh, once they started being like FUD about this, the user started withdrawing funds. And as we all know, there was a massive bank run on the FTX exchange. Ellison revealed Alameda's bad loans created market panic around FTX, 
causing users to withdraw their funds. Then FTX then paused withdrawals to contain the situation, and the exchange came crashing down within a matter of days. The next revelation, FTX planned to raise more funds to compensate users, uh, quoting them here. Basically, FTX is trying to raise an order to do this compensate users. But yeah, after the crash, no one wanted to invest. I don't know. Obviously, in retrospect, the plan of waiting around for several months and like for the market environment to get better and then a raise. Next up was the nervous laughter. As the secret recording was played out loud in court, the former Alameda employee pointed out that Ellison had giggled during the meeting. Interesting. They find this funny and amusing, right? The employee suggested this was Ellison's nervous laughter, something she often did when in a tight spot. <laughs> and when Ellison was asked by a staffer at the meeting whose idea it was to plug Alameda's loan losses with FTX customer money, she responded with, um, Sam, I guess, <laughs> and did a little giggle. That's messed up. Now, the last bomb revelation, Alameda almost always had access to users' funds at FTX. That's right. Another staffer inquired about the backdoor access of Alameda to FTX and asked how long Alameda had been using FTX customer funds to bridge holes in its balance sheet. Ellison responded, FTX basically allowed always Alameda to borrow the user funds as far as I know. So there you have it. Basically, when you were uploading your crypto, such as Bitcoin, to the FTX exchange, it was immediately being sent to Alameda, and then they were borrowing your money and making investments without your consent whatsoever, clearly violating their own terms and conditions, illegal fraud, and now they have to suffer the consequences. How do you think this will likely play out for SBF and Gary Wang and Caroline Ellison? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below, and I'll be keeping you posted with the latest updates. Now, what is on everyone's mind grayscale etf yes or no is no clarity gary gonna provide any clarification anytime soon let's break this down and what this will likely look like for the crypto market at large. The U.S. SEC will soon reach its deadline, which is today, to appeal the court decision that ruled in favor of Grayscale Investments, forcing the regulator to review the fund manager's app for a spot. Bitcoin ETF, let's go. While many observers don't believe the securities regulator will attempt to appeal the court decision, analysts say there could still be ways for the SEC to delay approval of Grayscale spot Bitcoin ETF. Now, on October 13th, the SEC must either appeal the D.C. Circuit Court, and that's today, fam, a decision on the U.S. Supreme Court request the appeals court revisit the ruling or follow the court's August order and review the Grayscale bid to change its Grayscale Bitcoin Trust product into a spot. Bitcoin ETF. And in October 11th or 12th post yesterday, responding to ex-users' question, Bloomberg ETF analyst Eric Balchunas said an appeal was unlikely, though there could still be some other hurdles. Quoting him here, we think an appeal is a long shot, but there's always a chance of something else happening. Expect the unexpected, right? Meanwhile, in a separate post, fellow Bloomberg ETF analyst James Safart said that the SEC attempt to deny on new grounds was unlikely and a very difficult needle to thread as the outlines right here on X. Not officially, the SEC could attempt to deny on new grounds, but as Eric Balchunas, myself, and others uh, said, it would be very difficult 
as I just mentioned. Now, a September note from law firm Ropes and Gray warned that the GBTC app would be sent back for review to the SEC, giving the regulator another chance to reject it on a different basis. Quoting him here, in this scenario, the new denial could itself then be subject to another appeal by the GBTC to the D.C. Circuit Court. Now, another delay scenario, according to Ropes and Gray, would be if the New York Stock Exchange has to make a new filing to list GBTC. Then it is possible the SEC could take up to eight months to reach a decision on the ETF. Now, currently, at least seven spot Bitcoin ETF apps are before the regulator awaiting approval. And despite all being filed with the regulator earlier this year, all have faced delays and pushbacks from the SEC. Not surprising, leaving the final approval deadlines for most around March 2024 or later, which is interesting because we know we have a Bitcoin having event occurring sometime in April right before this next deadline. However, most eyes are on the Grayscale Spot Bitcoin ETF conversion app because if the SEC approves it, the regulator could struggle to find reasons to knock back the other applications. That's right. It could be like a domino effect and competition is a beautiful thing. The likelihood of an approved Spot Bitcoin ETF this year is 75%. That's not too shabby. According to Bloomberg analysts who updated the odds after the Grayscale court win, the odds jumped to a 95% likelihood of approval by the end of 2020. Now, check this out. MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor, the GigaChat himself, founder of MicroStrategy, the first company to put Bitcoin on its balance sheet, uh, predicts that a spot Bitcoin ETF could increase the price of Bitcoin by 10x to 100x, bringing the price to 270000 to $2.7 million per coin. Take that. Now, a little more in detail to this ETF and what's really going on behind closed doors, I want to read this post by CryptoT. Very informative. Gary Gensler doesn't want to approve the Bitcoin spot ETFs because it could collapse the entire banking system. Finally, some truth. 94% of all Bitcoins have not moved in the last months. 80% haven't moved in the past six months. And the for sale supply is extremely scarce. Can you say incoming supply shock? When the SEC approves the ETFs, a bidding war will start for the Bitcoin available for sale. These asset managers have over $20 trillion and trying to allocate a small percentage into Bitcoin will cause the Bitcoin price to skyrocket. Preach. The price surge on the stock market will onboard mainstream investors into BTC. Everyone knows once you learn about Bitcoin, you understand the need for self-custody and why owning Bitcoin ETF <laughs> is stupid. These new investors will inevitably start to withdraw money from their bank accounts and buy real Bitcoin to self-custody. Here is where the things get messy. The U.S. banks have a 0% reserve requirement since 2020. That's right. Most banks are only holding around 5 to 15% of customer deposits. If that, if people start start withdrawing their money to buy Bitcoin, it can cause a bank run like we have never witnessed before. The government would need to start printing money to pay people out, causing more inflation, further increasing the need for Bitcoin. So there you have it, fam. What are your thoughts surrounding this Bitcoin spot ETF? Do you think the regulators will likely keep kicking the can down the road as, uh, the road as long as humanly possible? Or do you think we will get some resolution and an approval here sometime soon. What do you think regarding GBTC? Do you think the SEC will allow them to convert their product into a spot Bitcoin ETF? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. We already know how bullish a catalyst that approval of the spot ETF in the United States will be ushering trillions of dollars into the Bitcoin market. Now let's break down our next story of the day and discuss one of the biggest Ethereum targets I've ever seen. And it's coming from Standard Chartered. I think it's the 
the 48th largest banking institution in the world that controls almost a trillion dollars in assets under management. Now for the kicker, who is the primary shareholder of Standard Chartered Bank? You guessed it. BlackRock, the largest asset manager in the world. So let's break this one down, shall we? Here we go. Again, $35,000 Ethereum price target. One of the largest banks of the world reportedly believes that the smart contract platform Ethereum can soar by more than another 2,100%. According to a new CNBC article, the UK-based bank Standard Chartered is predicting Ethereum will eventually increase to as high as $35,000 per coin after hitting $8,000 in the next three years. Geoff Kendrick, an analyst at the London-based bank, says the increasing use cases and layer two scaling solutions built on Ethereum are amongst the reasons for the bullish price forecast. Quoting him here, we think Ethereum's established dominance in smart contract platforms, along with emerging users' Uh, uses in gaming and tokenization has the potential to push Ethereum to the $8,000 level by end of 2026, which is a stepping stone for our long-term structural valuation estimate of $26,000 to $35,000 per Ethereum. And according to CNBC, Kendrick believes that gaming and tokenization of real-world assets offer some of the greatest growth potential for the leading smart contract crypto. He also expresses optimism about planned Ethereum upgrades in early 2024. Ethereum is slated to implement proto dank sharding, which would increase the network's transaction speed and lower the transaction costs. Quoting him here, layer two scaling solutions are likely to grow in importance over time, particularly as architecture upgrades expected in early 2024 sharply lower the fees on these platforms. This should help cement Ethereum's dominance in the smart contract space, thereby increasing its price to earnings ratio over the next couple of years. Now, with ETH currently trading just above $1,500 at this time, an increase to 35 5,000 would represent roughly a 2,200% jump, while a move to 8,000 would be roughly a 419% increase. And as I pointed out earlier, Standard Chartered is no joke. They're the 43rd largest bank in the world, currently with $820 billion in assets under management. So there you have it, fam. These major institutions couldn't be any more bullish on the King Crypto. And you already know it's game time. This is the calm before the storm, if you're to ask me. Now let's continue. I told you we had a jam-packed session for you today. Now let's break down a crypto analyst projecting a $135,000 Bitcoin price top before we dive into Mark Yusko's bullish prediction of a $300,000 Bitcoin price action in coming soon. So let's break this baby down. Actually, I'm going to read you his ex post first. The Gone Square predicts either $89,000 or $135,000 per Bitcoin for the top of this cycle. Using the blue 2x1 fan as the fair value line and drawing the end at November 28th, having cycles theory has nailed cycle one and three tops to precision to Gone Square level four. Now, cycle two did something a bit different and came slightly above level five. And with our fair value line almost certain, uh, certainly set for the cycle, we now have two predictions for cycle four at level four and five. $135,000 per Bitcoin lines up with both my N28 CT price model and the trend pattern price model. 90,000 per Bitcoin is slightly above the 5.3 diminishing returns theory. Be sure to check this out. 
And I mean, this chart outlines it here. I'm going to include this in the show notes below the video in the description, but now for a little more detailed explanation of how they arrived at this price. According to the analyst, by leveraging the blue two times one fan as the fair value line and drawing the end at November 28th, the having cycles theory, the gone square, and when I say gone, it's G-A-N-N, successfully pinpointed the tops of cycle one and three at this fourth level. So it has a track record of being accurate. However, the second cycle did diverge, setting slightly above the fifth level. This sets the stage for two potential outcomes in the ongoing fourth cycle with the 135,000 prediction aligning with both CryptoCon's November 28th price model and his trend pattern price model. Conversely, this 89,000 figure is aligning with the 5.3 diminishing return theory. Historical data further adds depth to the analysis. Bitcoin's inaugural cycle spanning 2010 to 2014 sought catapult from a minuscule value of a peak of $1,177. The subsequent 2015 to 2018 cycle commenced at $250, witnessing an unprecedented climb to $20,000 by its close. The journey from 2018 to 2022 manifested Bitcoin's resilience as it surged from sub-6,000 levels to a commendable 68,800, which is the current all-time high we reached back in November of last year. So delving into the intricacies of Gone Square's fan lines offers more clarity. The two times one fan line represented in blue plots a trend angle where the price prognition is double that of time. So traditionally, when the Bitcoin price is close to this line, it indicates fair value. So in its 13-year history, Bitcoin has only extremely rarely fallen below the line, most recently in late 2022, following the collapse of FTX, then the second largest crypto exchange, or at that time, right? And during the COVID crash in March of 2020. Now, the diminishing returns theory is only sub 90,000. Let's talk about how they arrived at this. In a subsequent post, CryptoCon explained that 89,600 target. He stated that 90,000 is slightly above the 5.3 diminishing return theory. And according to the theory, Bitcoin returns diminished by a factor of 5.3x from the bottom to the top of each cycle, suggesting the next cycle peak may be around 77,000 per coin as outlined here in this chart. Let me know if you agree or disagree with this analysis from CryptoCon. And I'm not going to go through the entire thing because it's very detailed, but check it out in the show notes below the video in the description. Now let's dive into our breaking story of the day and discuss the Bitcoin price likely hitting $300,000 per coin here in the near term, according to uh, the one and only Mark Yusko of Morgan Creek. Let's break this baby down, shall we? Uh, shout out to everyone just joining us. Appreciate all the love and the support. Morgan Creek Capital founder Mark Yusko says that a parabolic rise is on the horizon for Bitcoin as hundreds of billions of dollars worth of institutional capital is set to flow. Let's freaking go. Here's what he had to share in a new interview on the Paul Barron Network. He says the king crypto tends to add a zero to its price after its having process. Preach. Bitcoin's halving cycle we know occurs every four years when the rewards Bitcoin miners get cut in half with the next one slated for April 2024. According to the hedge fund manager, the top crypto asset could see a one and a half X increase from the all time high, as he shares here. So, long story short, every halving adds a zero in fair value. So, we went from $100 to 1000 then we were from 1000 to 10000 and now we go from 10000 to $100,000. So, the fair value is $100,000. We're trading at 20 6,000. It is a pretty rapid increase to fair value. Investors buy things that are below fair value, but when that happens, 
in the fall post having you get this parabolic blow off top. So when the previous cycle, the fair value was around 30,000, we got all the way to 69,000. That was because there is too much leverage and too much gambling and speculation. I don't think we go to 2x this time or 2.5x. This time, I think we can get 1.5x. So according to USCO, the Bitcoin ETF should be approved by the end of 2023 or the start of 2024, which will pave the way for a large influx of capital. USCO says he believes that $300 billion worth of capital would flow into Bitcoin. Once that spot Bitcoin ETF gets the approval, the Morgan Creek Capital Exec notes that the amount expected of capital inflows can send the Bitcoin price skyrocketing, considering that most of the Bitcoin supply is either dormant or in the hands of long-term hodlers. Quoting him here, 300 million on 100 million of free float, the price goes up a lot. Now let's dive deep into his 300,000 specific Bitcoin price prediction. Uh, here we go. Yusko suggests Bitcoin's market cap will rival that of gold, potentially reaching $6 trillion. We know the gold market cap's roughly $10 trillion at this time. Yusko highlights the Bitcoin advantages over gold, such as ease of transfer and portability. Uh, Mark Yusko, the prominent founder and CEO of Morgan Creek, solidified his position as an influential figure within the crypto space. And in a recent appearance on the Wolf of All Street's pod, Yusko shared his unwavering optimism about Bitcoin's potential to surge to new heights, potentially reaching a staggering value of $300,000 per Bitcoin. Now, is this ambitious or realistic? Let's discuss it. At first glance, the notion of Bitcoin soaring to $300,000 per coin may appear far-fetched, as it would require a remarkable 887% surge from the current price. However, Yusko firmly believes that this dramatic increase is not only plausible, but may happen soon. Now let's discuss Bitcoin versus gold. During the interview, Yusko compared Bitcoin and gold, highlighting the traditional perception of gold as a safe haven asset used by investors to safeguard their wealth in times of economic uncertainty. However, he posited that in the digital age, Bitcoin could serve a similar purpose. If Bitcoin were to gain the same level of trust and adoption as gold, its market cap could conceivably reach a level akin to gold's current market cap. So he's ultimately saying the Bitcoin market cap can easily 20x because it's currently just north of 500 billion to catch up with that of gold. So to support his argument, Yusko examined the market cap of gold, representing the total value of all the gold in existence, estimating that current value to be roughly 12 trillion. So interestingly, he pointed out that only approximately half of this value is used for monetary purposes. The rest is allocated to jewelry and other non-monetary applications. So even though the analyst is confident that Bitcoin will touch the figure, he is not sure exactly when it will come. When asked when, today, tomorrow, or sometime in the future, his rationale for this ambitious prediction lies in the comparison between, as we mentioned, Bitcoin and gold. So if Bitcoin's market cap were to ascend to around $6 trillion, a substantial price appreciation, approximately 10 times its current value, that would lead to a coveted $300,000 Bitcoin price target. Yusko remains steadfast in his belief that this target is indeed achievable. Quoting him again here, I couldn't stuff a gold bar into the computer to send it to you if I want to send you some Bitcoin. It's just a couple of buttons and we're done. Preach. 100% Bitcoin superior to gold in every aspect of the way. What's your thoughts, fan, on his $300,000 Bitcoin price prediction for the King Crypto? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!